He's Scott. He's Lee. And we're here to save the movies. Episode number four. Uh, long, long kiss, kiss good night. Ooh, we did that one okay last night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spot on. Spot on. There you go. So this week we watched The Long Kiss Goodnight. Right. And if you, uh, if you, we acknowledge in, uh, the, that we actually recorded these out of order because uh, we were because uh, we couldn't get a long kiss goodnight. It's really hard to get. You just you can't keep a secret. Okay? No, I can't. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Well, you're going to find out because we talked about it in the, in, uh, in uh, over the top. So you over the top is our next episode, which we've already recorded. So we make references to things maybe in this episode. It's like it's like Easter eggs. It's like we're the J.J. Abrams of yeah. podcasts. Little, <laughs> little peek behind the scenes. Little peek behind the scenes. Um, <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, <laughs> everything's a mystery. What does that mean? What did he mean when he said John Grizzly? Who did you like to know? <laughs> Are we in the future? Or the That's right. It's all. It's it's like it's like Lost, but you know, a lot cheaper <laughs> and and probably less less complex. Yeah. <laughs> so more satisfying conclusion. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, uh, so uh, this was uh, Scott's pick. I'd seen it, but you picked it. Yeah, yeah. it's a fun movie. Um, yeah, and I enjoyed it when we watched it again. Yes, so. I enjoyed it. I, it's been a while since I've seen it. I, I think I I'd only seen it, it. like once. Hmm? I definitely recommend it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I thought it was good. It's good. Uh, it's a uh, it's uh, uh, Gina Davis is the the star. Uh, Samuel Jackson's in it. Um, uh, Craig Bierko. <laughs> I don't know how to say his name, but I like saying it like that. Who is an actor you recognize, but apparently this was his film debut, which I did not know. Yeah. And usually he plays like comedic parts, so it's kind of funny seeing him in this sort of villain role. I thought he did well in the villain role. I did. I thought he did good in the villain role. He it, was he was very villainous when he needed to be. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and uh, uh, directed by Rennie Harlan. We didn't check to see if Rennie Harlan had directed Deep Blue Sea, but I think he did too. We can look real quick. We can look real quick. Um, while while he's doing that, um, uh, uh, so so this is uh, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that like uh, this is a typical <laughs> someone has amnesia and turns out they're a killer <laughs> movie or a secret agent. That's what that genre exists a lot. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, but I kind of wonder if this was one of the earlier. Um, well, the Bourne movies, the Bourne like movies, which are based on the novels. Are actually earlier than that because it was uh, Richard mm, Richard no. Chamberlain did like a miniseries. There was a miniseries, TV movies. Really? Yeah. For Born? Yeah. They they're older than that, man. That's crazy. I don't I don't even know what to do with you. It's like it's like you, you don't have time for the pop culture that you need to swim in to understand things. <laughs> I'm learning a lot. <laughs> so Rennie Harlan did do Deep Blue Sea um, and also Cliffhanger. Oh, Cliffhanger. And something called Skip Trace, which that appears to have Jackie Chan in it. Oh, and uh, Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> oh, this is okay. This is recent. <laughs> oh yeah, this is new. He did uh, Die Hard Two, which I actually like quite a bit. I think Die Hard Two is a pretty solid movie. Yeah. Oh, don't start. <laughs> don't start. I think Die Hard Two. It's no Die Hard One. <laughs> well, no, Die Hard One is a it's a great movie. Die Hard Two is just a good movie, but it's still better than Die Hard Three. Once you get three, you're on. You're wasting my time on Die Hard. Isn't three the one that had Sam Jackson? Yeah, but it's still wasting my time. Oh, I thought it's, that was. I liked the Baron. Too. It's just it's it's at the point where they got to the like the cartoonish ridiculous level, <laughs> which is fine. It was starting to get there, 
But it had Sam Jackson in it. That's true. Sam Jackson's good. And he's great in this movie, too, by the way. Right. It's... He's great in Deep Blue Sea, where he, he spoiler alert, something happens to him. <laughs> we should start keeping count of how many Sam Jackson movies we see. And Randy Harlan movies. <laughs> Apparently we're going to do Randy Harlan movies, too. Well, um, skip Trace coming soon. So, uh... So yeah, so she's she's Jim Davis plays a character. I think her name is Sam, although her real name is uh, Charlie. Charlie Baltimore, right? And she uh, she's a spy. She doesn't know it. She has amnesia, and then she slowly uh, recovers her memory. And uh, all of Flintstones because she gets hit in the head, and that's what happens. You know, when you get hit in the head, you immediately start remembering things or losing memory. Right. That's just physics. That's well, just science you know, and biology. Convenient, convenient movie scene. Yeah. She gets hit in the head. Yeah, gets all gets some of her memories. Back. Right, and so, uh, so not to get before we get into spoilers, we'll talk about what we liked and what we didn't. Like, what's the best part of the movie for you? The the snappy pattern in this movie is really spot on. It's excellent, um, and there's just there's a lot of good jokes in here. We'll, we'll probably get to them. Yeah, uh, yeah. After and, the break here, and I think but, that's uh, probably uh, Shane Black. Shane Black wrote this. Who wrote the Lethal Weapons movies? Um, okay. And, uh, uh, my favorite, one of my favorite movies, Monster Squad, which Scott has not seen, which is mind boggling to me, mind boggling, but, um, I'm ashamed, I guess you should be. <laughs> um, so I think that has a lot to do with Shane Black, but I do agree. It's got some really good, like it's, it's I, not, I don't want to say jokey cause I hate that term, but it's snappy. Right. Right. Well-timed comedy. Mm-hmm. Put it that way. Uh, it was it was a pleasant watch. It had not aged badly at all. Yeah, yeah. I actually think it aged pretty well, which is 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 good. It's a testament uh, to good comedy. It is really. Yeah, uh, I really liked. For my favorite thing, uh, since uh, Scott took Snappy Patter, <laughs> uh, I'm going to say slow. I really, <laughs> I really slow like Gina man. Davis in this movie. Like her sort of two personalities she's juggling. Um, like spoiler alert: there's a part where she's sort of transitioning between the two. And she does a really good job of sort of being like, what the hell's going on, victim to? I'm just going to kill you. <laughs> and she does a really good job of that. So that was a good I think transition. she does some good transition stuff. Especially and, uh, early in the movie there. Um, right. Where she's, they, they spent some time establishing yeah. her as, yeah. you know, she's settled into this life. Yeah. And so I think she does a good job. Uh, and then like in the end when she's sort of an integrated person of the two elements, I think she actually does a good job on that too. Yeah. All right. Um, so I guess the worst thing, if I have to pick one, mm-hmm. um, child acting fell a little flat. <laughs> well, this is after David <laughs> Mendenhall. It's, it's true. It's and he was solid. For, um, he was solid. To match up which to you Mendenhall. won't know until you listen to next week's episode. <laughs> 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 there you go. You can jump ahead, but I don't recommend it. I don't it. recommend it because you're just getting confused. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. She's, she's no David Mendenhall. <laughs> Yeah, and my if I was going to pick, I mean, I think the movie's pretty solid, but I would say some of the pacing might be a little weak. Um, but that's really a very small complaint because it's not like it ever really bored me. There were just times when I was like, well, maybe that could be a little shorter, but not really in a serious way. Yeah, I actually was very happy with the yeah. pacing. Yeah, I think that comes up a lot in the movies that we watch. They're they're very usually very tightly paced. Yes, I'm um, every second counts, Scott. They... Every second. <laughs> I'm an important man. Well, you I'm laugh, an important but man. It, it does. Uh, you're watching a movie. You don't want to sit there and be bored. Oh yeah, yeah. But on the other hand, if things start going too fast, I mean, they're not spending right. enough time. It's a line that they have to. Watch, oh yeah, yeah. Because right? you can rush through, and then it's like, well, then I don't care at all. You know, it's like, hey, there's a character I met two seconds ago, and now he's dead. <laughs> Sucks. 
If you didn't care about that guy, right. you don't care that he's dead. <laughs> not not guy. <laughs> not henchman number five. Yeah. <laughs> he might have had a family. He had three days to retirement. <laughs> All right. So so uh, I guess that's what we talk about now, and then we'll take we'll take our break and then we can actually talk about the movie. So if you haven't seen the movie yet and you don't want spoilers. Yeah, go watch it. Go I mean, watch it. Good luck finding it. Good luck finding <laughs> go it. This was hard. So, right. Maybe we should mention this. Um, yeah. it, it's not streaming anywhere. <laughs> yes. So we had to we had to hunt down the DVD. Um, I'm, I'm not sure why, but the movie just kind of fell off. It just is one of those weird things. Because like when we talked about in Cliffhanger, or we will talk about in Cliffhanger, is, I mean, over the top, is, is or will we talk about Cliffhanger? Maybe I'm prophesizing. Um like we went online, we could find all kinds of obscure things about like over the top. We could find yeah. interviews yeah, on yeah, YouTube, yeah. <laughs> but like this movie, even on YouTube, you can't. It's hard to find even clips of it. It's just like it just doesn't exist. <laughs> you had to order it on a DVD, and it's an old DVD that has like the old features. Right. Where it's like <laughs> we got the DVD, and it's a DVD from 1998, <laughs> and it's got that like where it's like skip to a scene, like it's explaining <laughs> how to work a DVD. The only special features are. Some text about each of the actors. Yeah. A picture. What other movies they were in. <laughs> picture of the actor or writer and a close up, and then it's just some something about him. It's very weird. It's very weird. It's very retro. <laughs> so if you can get your hands on it, it's worth watching. We, we recommend it. Um, if not, stick around for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, we'll ruin it. Okay, okay, we're back. Good enough. All right. All right, so we open up, and there's, um, I believe there's a monologue by Gina Davis about... Well, first, I want to get into the credits. Oh, okay. Because the credits are weird in this movie, where <laughs> it's just like bits of, I don't want to say foreshadowing, but it's like the camera will pan across objects, like, there's Christmas presents. There's a gun. <laughs> there's Christmas trees. There's an eye. Like, I guess I don't really know why I need that. It's like it's like a James Bond opening sw- cut with family ties, <laughs> but a very lazy one. It doesn't have like a right. cool like theme song to it. It's just more like, ooh, a Christmas movie with a gun. The credits were <laughs> kind of weird. Pretty weak, yeah, pretty weak. They felt very. Those are probably on. the weakest part of the movie. Maybe that'd be it. <laughs> All right, so then we get past that, and then yes. And then Gina Davis has a monologue, quick monologue about, oh, I've lost my memory. <laughs> and now I'm living my life as a suburban school teacher. <laughs> right. And, I mean, it's not it, it's not bad or anything. They just quickly set up. Right, they're setting up the premise. Is, this is the premise of the movie. Yeah. And then they go ahead and spend some time showing her, More. you know, in her life. Which is probably... It's appropriate. Right. They, don't want to, they don't want to throw us in a deep end. And you're right, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with the monologue because, I mean... It's just sort of this thing that just sets the premise of where she's at at this stage. And, you know, I mean, you could do it other ways, but just get it out of the way. And it's not, it's not obnoxious. Right. The important part is that they showed the, the bits where yeah. she's just having a normal life. Well, and even some of it's, it, there's even some little bits of foreshadowing, like some of the humor. Like there's a scene at the Christmas Gosh, party. There's almost too much foreshadowing. <laughs> right. There's a lot in this movie, actually. When I, that's one of the things I'm surprised about when I, I forgot about. But like when they're watching, when they're at the Christmas party 
And the one kid's like, this one neighbor kid is like thinking about stealing a cigarette. And she's just like, if I catch you smoking, I'm going to kill you or something like yeah. that. Just kill sort of joking. Find the body. <laughs> yeah, just joking. But uh, that comes back later as, as a payoff, which is pretty cute. Yeah. Um, and then you're right, like there's her living, her, it's just, it's just getting her with the family and all the situation. It's pretty good. Right. Yeah. And she's, um, you know, living with some, some guy <laughs> and they have, uh, you know, back and forth. That's pretty good. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. like it's, we were saying earlier, I mean, the, the pattern here is very spot And on. it seems like they, it, 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 I mean, he, he, he doesn't have a huge part, but it does seem like they have a relationship, which is nice. Right. And you're right. There's like the pattern where it's like uh, about the Christmas play. Plays the three wise girls, because <laughs> they get wise girls, and she's just like, "Oh, where are the?" This is the first time I saw, you know, was it? Uh, oh my god, I'm terrible. I'm forgetting. <laughs> I'm forgetting Jesus's dad's name. What's his name? Joseph. Joseph. Thank you. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot that. <laughs> first time Joseph will stare at the the wise men's tents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a corny joke in there he makes at the Christmas party where he's saying, um, "I don't curse or oh, yeah. smoke or drink." <laughs> And then goes, shit, I do smoke a drink. Yeah, that's right. That's cute. That's, that that's one's, cute. That one stuck with me from the last time I saw it. <laughs> oh, really? It's cute. It's sort of a, it's a, it's a clever thing, but it's also kind of a cute, like, sort of everyman joke. Right. Right. The joke's not that great. But right. But it's it kind was, of, it, it should be. very memorable to, right. memorable to me for some reason. Well, and it's the kind of joke you would make. I mean, it's not supposed to be like, he's not supposed to be the, the great comedian of our time. <laughs> 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 if he was too snappy, it'd be like, hmm. Right, so it's not like super saccharine or anything. No, no. Um, no, that's true. Like some movies, I could name like The Predator, maybe, or <laughs> the beginning of the movie. They're just they're so in love, and they're just overplaying it, <laughs> overacting to the uh, not Predator, Punisher. Oh, I was like Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Were you watching a Predator? Dylan, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> the Punisher. <laughs> Which one of the Punisher? Oh, well, you're talking about the Jane the, Thomas the Jane The early version. movie, yeah, the Thomas Jane Not version. the Dolph Lundgren, which, which I love, by the way. That's a great movie. I love the yeah. Dolph Lundgren version because it's just, well, he just kills people. That's what he does. <laughs> it's like, the Thomas Jane one is like, I love that one that they uh, they followed up with, like, the mob doesn't just kill his mother, his daughter, his, his, his son, and his daughter, and his wife. He kills his whole family in that movie. I'm like... He's up, Bob. He's up. <laughs> you really asked for it, is what I'm saying. <laughs> what could cause a man to snap? <laughs> you kill everyone he's ever met. He'll probably get a little pissed off. <laughs> well, right. So what I was getting at, there's, yeah. there's some movies like that where that opening is very saccharine. And it... And, and I get like what you're saying. It, um, it, it feels artificial. And it also yeah. feels a little bit too manipulative. Yeah. I would say that. But this movie, they, they did it very well. It seems like they have a good relationship. And it's like, it seems like she's part of this community. Nobody seems, uh, it doesn't seem like it's foreshadowing as much as it's just establishing their relationships. Right. Yeah. And that's when she's driving back from the Christmas party, right? Right. And then, because she's given given the drunk guy a ride. Well, before we get there. Oh, okay, um, okay. <laughs> shut up for a minute. <laughs> there's, there's a cut in there where she's uh, like at the Christmas parade. And they get it on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then that guy's sitting in um, his jail cell, and he's like a thug, one-eyed Jack. Right. I think that was his name, wasn't it? <laughs> I think so. I think that's what they call him in the credits. <laughs> but he's um, like an enforcer for the the ultimate antagonist. Yeah. Well. Movie. Yeah. And I don't remember his name. I looked him up as the actor, but he I always remember him because he played 
when Sci-Fi Channel originally aired, they had these fake news shorts from the future. They were really good, and I was like, they just do them during the day. And there was like a whole political problem going on in the future. And everyone was kind of like holograms, and this guy was basically like the, the head, head floating head newscaster. So I always remember him from that. And so it's really weird, because in that one, he was sort of just like a newscaster, so he's kind of... Uh, where this one, he's just like, I'm going to kill you! <laughs> but I always remember this guy, so... That's interesting. I've never seen him in anything else that mm-hmm. I can think of. Mm-hmm. I guess we could look him up. And uh, anyway. so, yeah, so then he, you're right. He sees her in the parade through his broken TV, his cell <laughs> hidden. T- this TV behind a grate or Because that's how dangerous this guy is. <laughs> and I love that he escapes off screen. Did he escape? Yeah, that's how he came and that's how he comes and get, tries to get her. He, he confronts her at the house. I guess I missed that part. No, because like at one point they, let him they they're something. talking to the villain, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, Timothy, I think was his name or whatever, and he's like, uh, "Oh, one eye Jack escaped," and he's like, "Oh, like that's it." <laughs> that's, this guy was literally sitting in a jail cell and going like, eh, "I can live with this," and then he's like, "She's still alive. I'm getting out," <laughs> and that's it. There's no, and I don't think it needs to. I mean, I'm not that invested in his escape. He can escape. Sure. So kind of like the Joker. The Joker just going to escape Arkham. I don't need to spend 20 minutes explaining it. I can justify it. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> get out. He went and got him out, and that was the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> I think he escaped. <laughs> I'm going to say he escaped. I may have been corrected by the peanut gallery, in which case I apologize. <laughs> We've gotten some late-breaking information that <laughs> Timothy may not have escaped. <laughs> Either way, he gets out. We report, you decide. (laughs) (laughs) This is why we have independent confirmation, so it does help. So anyway, he calls up... (laughs) He calls up the villain, and now now, uh, the villain knows that um, Charlie's alive. Right. Well, I mean... Starts the whole kind of chain of events. Yes, yes. Uh, So then, okay, so then we go back to the... The car accident, where she gets in a car accident and gets hit by a deer in the face, <laughs> because she's driving some drunk guy home, right? And he gets in her way, right? And, <laughs> He's and, like waving his hand in front yeah. of his face, grabbing her boob. Hit a poor deer, <laughs> crash hard. Seatbelts save lives, folks. <laughs> oh yeah, remember? She just gets ejected from. Although the car. in this case, maybe not, because she doesn't die. The other guy dies because of the fire in the car. Yeah. So maybe the moral of the movie is don't wear seatbelts. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. Maybe that's why this movie's obscure. Don't because of its anti seatbelt laws. Don't trust the government. Don't wear your seatbelt. <laughs> Believe that. That's some foreshadowing for over the top. <laughs> Seatbelts are for pussies. <laughs> so, so she breaks the deer's neck. <laughs> Which is their first clue about like yeah. how deadly she is. She may not know why, but she broke the deer's That's right. Because she's, she's still got sort of that thing where she like, sees us needlessly suffering. But she's also a killer. <laughs> first of many necks she will break. That's right. <laughs> like all a great uh, movie assassins, she snaps necks like they're twigs. <laughs> I don't know how that works. It's pretty easy to snap that deer's neck. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's pretty easy to snap necks, and in, in it's it's like watching Machete, and people get decapitated, like, just if they nod too hard. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'm just saying. Movie. I'm glad I don't live in movie world. 
Because if you're not a main character, your yeah. neck is twigs. Don't you're get just... too enthusiastic. <laughs> yeah. Oh! Fall, over, fall over dead. Oh. And this is, you spoke about the, the funny lines. Like there's a line where she, the drunk guy says something and she's like, can you do me a favor next time you before you speak to spit out some bubbles and say, hick? <laughs> it's like, yeah, because he's like sort of a drunk cartoon character. <laughs> yeah, that was a good moment. Um, and then at some point we cut over to Sam Jackson and he's he's introduced um, as Hennessy, the right. private detective. <laughs> right. I forget exactly when he's introduced. Oh yeah, it's a little bit before. Well, where he's, he's pulling a scam. Right. He's pulling a scam on some um, some John that he's convinced his uh, his partner is a is a hooker. Yeah. And they're they're pre- pretending to be cops and yeah, you know, trying to, to grift this guy and. Sam Jackson says ass fucking yeah. six or seven <laughs> times. <laughs> and this has uh, this it's is just the perfect way to introduce Sam Jackson. Yeah, and there's a uh, also I'm gonna get this name wrong. Mel- Melina Cancarides. Oh yeah, who went on to star in CSI New York, uh, but she has like a minor role as the secretary. Although she does speak and have important roles, so it's just but she's not sure. huge to the plot. But it's kind of funny seeing she her gets start. To talk. Yeah, she does, <laughs> and have a personality. Yep. You know, she's not just like, here's the report you wanted, boss. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're just busting each other balls, Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. And I like that because, again, it's little things like that that make it seem like the characters have some kind of history. Yeah. Like they can relate to each other. The That's all you gotta do. Is so well written in this movie. Yeah. I was very impressed. Uh, <laughs> can you not read your notes? I can't. I'm having <laughs> trouble. Okay. Well, she goes... I'm gonna. When she gets knocked out, Gina Davis's character gets knocked out. She she has a hallucination about her evil version in the mirror. Right. There's a dream sequence. Right. The sort of a dream sequence. She's kind of hacky, kind of hacky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like dream sequence. Oh. Well, that could have been your your con. It could have been my con. I reverse time, and that's my con. <laughs> The dream sequence is kind of hacky. Well, I forgot about it because it was so bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's not terrible, but it just kind of... It doesn't overstay its welcome, but it is kind of like... I get it. Foreshadowing. Like, you know, the neck snapping of the deer wasn't enough. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like she has to look in the mirror and see evil version of herself going like, I'm coming back. <laughs> we kind of knew that. That's the premise of the movie. I'll take your blood. <laughs> so, yeah, they might be laying it out a little thick. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they cut to Sam Jackson giving his kid a present. That's right. So we find out that he's kind of estranged from his family. Because of his his Which questionable is, ways. Right. Because he's he's a bit of a... Um, a low life. He's a little bit of a low life. I'm looking for a word here. It's not ragamuffin. <laughs> ragamuffin. He's a no good Nick. He's a bit of a scoundrel. <laughs> he's a ne'er-do-well. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> So then we go back to um, uh, Charlie, or Sam, as she likes to call herself. Mm-hmm. And it's after the accident. She's right. They're making dinner. She's chopping carrots. Right. And something clicks, and she starts chopping carrots really fast. Right. And then that first time, <laughs> oh, I was excited. Oh, chef. <laughs> yes. It's really nice. It's like, it's excited. They're like, they're throwing her all these, like her, her, her husband. I don't know if they're her husband. I think he's her husband just because she has a ring on. I think he's her husband. Yeah. Or they're engaged or Whatever, something. Whatever, yeah. So, and then she's. So he's chopping the carrots and the daughter and they're throwing it. They're all throwing it. And then she does that thing where she throws a tomato in a wall and pins it with the knife. <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, chefs do that. And what I like about it is 
Like, well, they're all having husband. a good time, right? right. Crossing her vegetables to chop, and she's chopping all the vegetables. Mm. Everybody's laughing. She yeah. throws the knife in the tomato, and everybody else in the room they're, goes, "Whoa!" Yeah, <laughs> I like that. They're not like, uh, "Oh, that's fun." <laughs> they're like, "Wait a minute, that's that's questionable." <laughs> that's iffy. You know, she's she's, and it's the line, you know, chefs do that, which I like, is because it comes up a couple times. <laughs> Uh, More foreshadowing, and this comes up to, uh, then, and then we're so, we're introduced to uh, uh, again um, uh, Timmy, Timmy Tim's Tim Craig Bierko as Timmy the assassin, <laughs> uh, and uh, he's the interrogating guy, and the guy just like you don't, it's not really important why he's just doing, he's just not, he's just he's, so he's a scumbag. Poor, poor scumbag. Yeah, poor guy getting killed. We didn't even care. That but it does have did. a topical and timely Baywatch Nights joke, which I enjoy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Scott. Their jokes can be man, timeless, I guess. <laughs> a wise man once told me, some people stand in the darkness, afraid to step into the light. <laughs> That's, That's Baywatch. Baywatch. <laughs> I figured. Baywatch Nights, which I will take a second here to talk about. Baywatch Nights <laughs> had two seasons. The first season was like a detective show. It was a good show. It was fine. It was a detective. I don't know why Mitch the lifeguard became a detective, but why not? Sure. And then the second season, because they didn't have good ratings, they went full X-Files. Full X-Files. Where they were suddenly fighting vampires and weird stuff and uh, ghosts and mummies <laughs> Uh, which, by the way, I loved. I'm going to go on record. <laughs> this already fit with Baywatch because Baywatch, before that, like they're lifeguards, but sometimes they foil an armed robbery. Sometimes they'd help. Ba- <laughs> they were always doing crazy stuff on Baywatch. They, they didn't, they're not stopped. They're, they're, as long as it happened near the beach, they were involved. <laughs> Titillating. <laughs> and uh, so I, I enjoyed Baywatch nights, and I just want that on the record. <laughs> okay. This were a different podcast. We might have to watch it, I guess. Watch all the Baywatch nights. Yeah. Uh, so, um, anyway, uh, we go back to the happy family, and they're out ice skating. That's right. Um, little girl, a uh, little eight year or eight year old girl is not confident in her yes. ice skating. She's having some trouble, and she falls down on the ice. All right. And then uh, Sam comes over and says. Get up, you old baby. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Life is pain. <laughs> Life is pain. This is sort of the beginning of, of more of evil. I don't want to say evil. Uh, edgy. Edgy right. personality. Charlie popping up. <laughs> edgy Charlie. Charlie popping up. And I, and I kind of like that scene because it is, it's good foreshadowing, but it's, it's also even like a part of the, again, like everything else in the movie kind of pays off at some point. Yeah. And it's kind of like, it's interesting. It's a different way. It's kind of like. The first uh, 20 minutes of that movie are just chock full of. Yeah. Uh, foreshadowing callbacks and stuff <laughs> so uh although i would like to have seen uh little little caitlin cathead <laughs> that's what what sam calls her at one point like that's a name your daughter cathead cathead like like he's not even trying skate a little bit well i think that's why skate a little bit and like fall down and and uh and gina davis get upset at her but that's all right <laughs> uh so okay, so then and then we cut to the the first real confrontation, right? 
Right. So they have um, the carolers come to their house. Mm. And they're at uh, gunpoint. <laughs> Which, it's really so they... subtle, I think, is settled is that they're not singing very well. And I yeah. think that's intentionally. Right. Because, you know, you're first like, oh, okay, they sound like they're not very good at this. But then you know that there's basically a shotgun-wielding maniac. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was a good scene. Yeah. Silver bells. <laughs> <laughs> so it's one-eyed Jack, the convict. That's he right. Escape from prison somehow. Busts into the house and just starts shooting shit up. Starts um, shooting, yeah. <laughs> knocks out um, generic husband guy. Husband guy. Because <laughs> he's sort of the. I mean, he's trying, but he's not. He's not ready to fight a killer. He's no assassin, right? The assassin at one point. Uses that like grenade launcher that blows a hole in the wall. Yeah, the shotgun is equipped with small rockets. Apparently. Right, and then Gina Davis throws her daughter through that <laughs> hole into the other house next door, which I'm just like, I think it was their treehouse. Yeah, a treehouse. Which I'm like, well, I mean, you got to get them out a lot of fight, <laughs> yeah, right? It makes sense. Improvise. She'll she'll survive. <laughs> so so there's it's a, good, a pretty good scene because it's like she's not at her top of her game yet, right? But she still got enough skills to kind of, yeah. There was, and this guy, and I think it's very intentional. I think it's very intentional that this guy's the first character who shows up because he's kind of like the low end of the spectrum. He's not really an operative as much as just a, like a low life criminal guy who sometimes gets involved with this stuff. He's a bit of a bumbler, <laughs> right? Right. He's he's like, and he's and he's stupid because he's 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 emotionally invested too, which right. is which, which I have no problem with. I mean. He's, He's the like, guy who tried to kill her before when she got amnesia. Right. And she she took his <laughs> eye. Failed to do so. She took his eye, and that's why he's one eye jack, so it's even that's why he's even upset at her. And he's like, man, you just you shoot her, but he doesn't want to shoot her. He wants to beat her up and all that, and that's a mistake. I wonder if it's intentional that this scene ends with a pie in the face. <laughs> I think it must be. I think it so. is. Because he's sort of that. Although I think it's more like the plate in this the the glass thing that's really makes the damage. I don't think it's supposed to be the <laughs> It is, but she takes him down with a pie to the face. Yes, and then she breaks his neck because, again, right. fools be snapping their necks. His paper mache neck. That's right. And then she has that line where it's like the her husband sees it and it's just like, she's like, chefs do that. <laughs> and it's just like... Uh, oh, yeah, when he's coming in the house, there's a, there's a moment where they've got like uh, stuff is spilled on the floor. Oh yeah, yeah, and he falls over. Yeah, he does the Home Alone slip. That's right. This is like his Home Alone. Foot, like goes over his head. That's right. Home Alone, the reckoning. <laughs> In the original director's cut of this, what they do is they lure him outside and they put ice on the steps. <laughs> Tar falls on his Tar head. Tar falls on his head. He there's a a knot a doorknob that's like too hot and he just won't let go of it because he's too busy mugging. Whoa! <laughs> if they if there was a director's cut that you could buy, I would totally do. I would totally. Yeah, unfortunately, you can't. But you can't. Uh, oh, okay. So um, at this point, I think Sam Jackson shows up after she's killed this guy. Maybe I'm yes. something here. No, no, because remember, the, he, they're going to go hit the daughter. She's already run, and she, Gina Davis' character, Charlie Sam, runs out. And yeah, uh, yeah, he's yeah. there. And he's like, oh, she's in my car. Right. The cops show up, nearly <laughs> pull their guns on the black guy. 
I mean, to be fair, there's already like like reports of violence and all that, and then this is a small town, so they probably already know her. That was a pretty good scene. <laughs> and the little kid's like, not right. him. <laughs> right, don't shoot him, he's a nice man. <laughs> and that's when they uh, they they cut to the... Oh yeah, then they there's that part where they cut to the president, which I think is interesting, because it's the White House, and there's the president in the kitchen talking to some security agents, guys. Yeah. And, and and a lot of times in a movie like this, it would kind of be indication of this sinister conspiracy. And it is, but it's not because the president is part of this conspiracy. It's because the other guys right. are upset because they're trying to do certain things and they don't want to have the bad press and, like, the president mad at them because they've, like, screwed up and all that stuff. Right. They use the term remnant of a cult of the Cold War, which is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Sign of the times. So. Yeah. I mean, kind of. Yeah, I thought the president was played pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Because he's not... He's not He's not like super nice, but he's also not like a wimp, and he's he's just upset because this is stupid. What is you? What's going on, man? What are you guys doing? Do your manage your business. <laughs> I'll take all your funding, right? Which is a big part of the movie, which is foreshadowing again. Foreshadowing. That's right. So much foreshadowing. All right, so we cut to um, Sam and Hennessy, Sam Jackson's yeah, character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are driving out to find so. Um, Hennessy's found a clue, right? Uh, for Sam, somebody's somebody died and had like a postcard that she'd written before she lost her memory. Yeah. So they're going off to find that. <laughs> they're driving down the road, um, and again, there's more good kind of just back and forth. Right. Well, even like she calls him like a low life. Like, how'd you do this? You're kind of a low. You're kind of low rent. <laughs> yeah. And he like you know like, oh, he yeah. drives the car loosely because he sees a hot chick. Yeah. Um, and it's sort <laughs> of that interplay. You got her beat. From the face up. <laughs> and uh, so that's sort of the thing. Kind of interplays the... And it's also sort of playing the character because he's sort of this... He's sort of this low-rent guy. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's his character arc is sort of him trying to slowly become more of a stand-up guy. <laughs> so they, uh, I think they find a postcard and then there's a number on it and uh, Charlie calls it. Right. And they... Um, Waldman picks up the phone. That's right. Who's played by uh, uh, Brian Cox, who's pretty much everything all the time. Yeah. He, I, I think, uh, our our uh, third unspoken member of the podcast mentioned that he was in the Bourne movies, <laughs> at least one of them. I'm like, so apparently he helps amnesiac spies regularly. <laughs> That's part of his job. <laughs> he was kind of the villain in a couple of those movies, but yeah. well, that's true. He was a villain in. Um, He's the government spook in a lot of movies. That's true. That's true. He was the bad guy in X Men Two. Yep. Uh, what was X Men Two? What's that one called? X Men Two, X Men United, or something like that? X United. I forget. It's not very good. It's better. It's probably the best out of all what? of them. But X Men Two was fine. It's fine. It doesn't be great. I can I can criticize it. <laughs> X Men Two is slightly above average, which makes it probably the best of the X Men movies. That's right. I said it. <laughs> This is your one-stop shop for, for controversial, controversial statements about X-Men 2. X-Men 2. I like X-Men 2. I like some elements of X-Men 2. So. X-Men 2 is a good movie. It's decent. It's decent. It has a good Wolverine fight with, uh, with Lady Deathstrike, which I like, which is off-topic, but I enjoyed that. Played by Kelly Who, yeah. which is be- who's beautiful. There you go. Oh. She's beautiful. There. I have a crush on Kelly Who. Now, here's the side, yeah, yeah, side story, because that's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm watching X-Men 2, and, you know, they're fighting. She's fighting Wolverine, 
and they're like clawing each other. And at one point, there's a close up of her face, and like you know, she's got scars, and they're healing. And I hear the guy behind me go, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if it was because he was like, "Oh, she's healing," or because Kelly, who was beautiful, <laughs> but it both cancers answers is yes. That's fun. <laughs> she was in uh, Scorpion King. She was great, Scorpion King. Scorpion. I love Scorpion King. It's one of my favorite movies. Such a hipster. Scorpion King is not a hipster movie. It's great. She was also oh. in Martial Law with Sam Mohan. Great TV show. Yeah. There you go. Can't argue with that. Um, but there's a, a funny bit here where um, he's talking to his mom or some I, I don't know, some old lady. <laughs> there's a dog on her lap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. its own butt. That's right. What is it? He it's like, you're really ruining, my, ruining my, my meal. <laughs> the dog's been licking... What's it? What's it? Whatever he's trying to find down there. <laughs> it's either lodged in there so deeply it's never coming out. Or it's, or it's got, been gone. <laughs> it's it's long gone. That's right. And he gets the phone call, which is basically, I'll, oh, you're alive? Well, I can't <laughs> talk to you about this now because that'd be too convenient. Right. So let's go meet somewhere. Let's go meet at the action scene. <laughs> meet me at Plot Point Hotel. <laughs> meet me at a, a good location for a cool action scene. <laughs> you got it. So and of course, got, the government's recording it. Right. And that's how they're. Everyone's tapped his phone. Yeah. Which, sure. Um, so we cut to the hotel. Um, uh,. Charlie and Hennessy right. stop for the night, um, and she's going through a suitcase. And she well, they also mentioned there's that part where she's she starts swearing more, and he actually says that like, "Are you? Oh, did yeah. you swear as much?" She goes, "What are you a Mormon?" He goes, "Yeah, I'm a Mormon." <laughs> With he's smoking and drinking, but he does say that he's like, "It just seems like you didn't swear as much before," which I like as a sort of a transition, but kind of like she's she's edgier now. <laughs> you know, I don't know if swearing is that edgy. But then I think, well, the way she was before is pretty edgy. Sure, that's yeah. true. He yeah. noticed. Yeah. <laughs> so then she finds the sniper rifle in the suitcase. Yep. Which is maybe stretching credibility in a movie like this, even that point. Because it's like, it's a big rifle. It's in parts. I figure there's got to be like like a six inches of empty space in that suitcase. <laughs> it's got to be heavy. But you know what? I'm playing a long movie. I'm cool with you. It's I'm carbon cool fiber. It. It's carbon. There you go. Scott has solved this problem it's a for me. Rifle. You have solved this problem for me. Carbon fiber. Done. Okay, now I'm on board. <laughs> she has to put it together, and she puts it together by memory, which I like. Right. Well, of course she does, because that's the assassin thing. Right, right. <laughs> Just put a gun together really fast. Right. Uh, and also, you can tell it's like the guy who shows up at the pool hall with his own pool cue that he puts together. You know he's good. <laughs> What, you, you you have to get one that's already put together? Well, I guess you're okay. <laughs> so that's what I, if I see an assassin and he brings his rifle and it's already put together, I'm just like, well, you're not that good. Yeah. <laughs> you should put that together while the guy's running away. That's right, right? <laughs> I've seen enough movies where it's just like the guy goes on the rooftop and immediately he's like, <laughs> put this all together. What are those noises? Those are my sounds of someone putting a rifle together. <laughs> like a robot sound. I like robot sounds. <laughs> well, mine is more complex than most sniper rifles. Most power tools. <laughs> hey, give me that Allen wrench. Because you're a real pro. It's Ikea. It's Ikea it sniper comes with rifle. A little... 
the little, like, little Allen wrench. And Allen wrenches. And it's got the, the uh, language language independence instruction manual. <laughs> Wait, which part goes on where? Ah, oh, man. Prepare to taste my Svard. <laughs> the Svard. The, the Akiyah sniper rifle. <laughs> it's good. I told you the Oknoff was superior. <laughs> it's a great sniper rifle. The problem is once you take it apart, it never fits together the same way. <laughs> yeah, there's always a couple extra screws. There's always a couple extra screws. <laughs> the Svard. <laughs> Oh goodness! Uh, so Hennessy walks into the room and <laughs> she she's surprised or something. Takes a pot shot at him. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a moment where they're both kind of whoa, right? Because she loads it because she's so she's just so in the move movement. Because I'm sure, sure. If, she, if she was smart, she wouldn't have loaded it. But she's so in the moment of doing well, it. She's her memories are right. Out, she's in between. Right? She's and he, of course, is like I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a great part because he leaves. <laughs> And she, she, so basically he's like, well, I'm done. I'm done with this. I don't need to do this. I don't need to get shot by my own client who's right. got the mysterious sniper rifle. Right. So he's driving the boat back. <coughs> yeah. Because um, he's the only one with the car. Mm. I guess she couldn't have taken a cab. I don't know. Reasons. <laughs> and that's when they have a conversation. And, and there's, again, that thing which I like is sort of the subversion because he's like, I had a partner who didn't like me, didn't ever know why, but... uh then one day some bonds were missing or something and, right. and they sent the cops to my house. They got an anonymous tip and they found the bonds and she's like, oh, your partner framed you. He goes, oh no, I, I did it. <laughs> yeah. You know, which well, is a cool subversion. <laughs> you know, and that's what he kind of mentions that he's this guy who just has, he's, he's, he's been low life, <laughs> ne'er-do-well, scofflaw, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> a cheeky monkey. I don't know what... Radagast. Radagast. <laughs> Not even quite sure what that means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, and then, but they bond, right? So they don't. She, she talks him into turning around. Or right. He talks himself into doing it. <laughs> right, right. So they can make it to the uh, action scene. <laughs> <laughs> so they show up at the action scene. Yes, slash the action train station. scene. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, that's when uh, uh, Timmy, Tim, Timmy the villain, Timmy the villain, like, sits down at the bar next to her and uh, pretends to hit on her, and is trying to establish whether she actually remembers anything mm-hmm. or not. Um, and he he walks away satisfied yeah. that she's lost her. And he like gives the order to right. hit her, hit hit yeah. the target, take care of it. <laughs> so a fake fake uh, uh, guy. What was the name? I always forget his name. Cox, Brian Cox, the fake Brian Cox shows up, like, and he's, and then he he pulls the gun to kill him. But Sam Sam Jackson has already kept the gun in his pocket. But he, of course, isn't fast enough. Yeah, she's fast enough. Which is the one of the things I really like about this movie is that like he really isn't. He's not the hero. He's not. He's he's basically. I mean, he's part of the. He's so he's backup. Right. He's sort of the plucky damsel <laughs> of the piece. You know, I don't mean damsel like woman. I mean, but like usually in those movies. There's the damsel, and she's kind of... She's tough, she's good, but she's not really the hero. Right, he's, so, no, he's no assassin. No, she's the assassin. He's she, he, he's the he's the plucky sidekick. <laughs> right, so, she reaches into his pocket right. as they're falling. <laughs> Start shooting people. And then this train this train station gets shot to hell. Like, how many people are getting killed by these assassins? And I'm just like, 
that's a little brutal. I mean, that's a little rough. I'm like, I guess I didn't know that character, so it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you soon, Mom. I can't wait to... <laughs> I'm trying to think what movie I've seen where they just spend a lot of time showing civilians dying. Because <laughs> I know there's a couple. <laughs> Sometimes you'll do it and they'll be like, oh, I just, I don't feel good about this movie anymore. <laughs> I get that some civilians might die, but it is weird where like the movies are really casual about like. <laughs> yeah. Like they'll go out of their way to show you <laughs> some like old man getting shot. It always, it always reminds me of like a. Total Recall, the Schwarzenegger movie. I love the, the Total Recall. It's a great movie. But there's a part where he's getting shot at the escalator. Do you remember this scene? Yeah. And there's a guy in front of him who gets shot a couple of times. Well, I'm like, well, that poor guy, he's probably going to need medical attention. And Schwarzenegger has no problem just using that guy as a human <laughs> shield. And I'm like, well, I mean, technically he's probably dead, but now he certainly is dead. <laughs> and the poor guy's just like, like limply hanging there. And Schwarzenegger's like, like leading out, shooting, and then he just kind of pushes the dead guy away, and I'm like, "That wasn't a bad guy. That was just a guy who had the unfortunate luck of standing next to you on an escalator." We live in a morally questionable world. I mean, I get it. I don't know his name, so he doesn't count. <laughs> that guy was probably a jerk. He's probably a jerk. That's why I feel like all the, that's what they need the, the, the extended director's cut of all these. Yeah, I don't care. Cut all their raises. I want a bigger swimming pool. Well, I'm glad that guy died. Get what you deserve. So, so they cut some people down that we don't know. So it's okay. Yeah, they don't really show that. It's fine. Yeah, you yeah they don't dwell on it. They don't, you don't have on. to feel bad about it. Well, they're not real people. It's okay. It's a movie. I am, against, I am against killing civilians. In real life. <laughs> in general? In general. Okay. It's good to know. But movies... All right, it's not a real person. Let me also go on the record and say... Too late. people's bad. Too late. We know how you really feel. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, they get the opportunity to be chased by an explosion. That's right. <laughs> this is the part that I'm like... I don't mind that they're chased by the explosion because I, ex- I accept that explosions can be outrun. It does take a while for that grenade to go off, which seems a little weird. That's the part that seems a little weird. Like, the <laughs> grenade goes up, and they're like, oh! And they run a little bit, and she pulls out the gun and shoots out the window, and the grenade still hasn't gone off. Yeah. And I'm like, this grenade, like, maybe she'd get, I mean, maybe it's cheaper if they have a long, long fuse. <laughs> wow. I believe you're supposed to count to three first. Maybe the guy didn't. <laughs> he was just, he was chucked it. He's a chucker. He really pulls the pin. Damn it, Larry. Hold it a little bit longer. <laughs> the new guy. The new guy. And then they outrun the explosion. Larry. <laughs> Larry. the new assassin. <laughs> he's, he's, he's too nervous. He's like, one. Woo! <laughs> so, so, they outrun the explosion. Jump out the window, falls like two, three stories down. Yeah. And she shoots the ice so that they fall in water to break their fall. Right. So she shoots the ice to break it up so they fall through the ice. Right. Um, into very cold water, it looks like. Yeah. And, um, they, and they get out, and then Brian Cox shows up, the real Brian Cox, to pick yeah. them up. Right. He was her handler back in her CIA days. That's right. Um, so they take off. Um, and... Apparently he has a change of clothes in the car and they stop somewhere. 
Right. So they get out of their wet clothes. And well, there's um, also before that. There's also that that joke about like we can talk, but you know, I, I don't mind talking in front of your friend, but you may have to kill him later. <laughs> and then he gives her like a gun. He goes, I don't mind. And then Just and then and then and then uh, Sam, uh, you know, uh, Mitch, Mitch is like Mitch Hennessy's like, how many guns you got on you? And he's like a bunch, and he's like including one by my crotch, <laughs> which is a flop point as a joke, but it's a flop point. It's not really a joke. Well, it's sort of a joke because he says, like, he goes, well, my crotch, because men are reluctant to search by a man's crotch that deeply. <laughs> which is sort of a good joke, but it's also, it's a plot point, which is cool. That's yeah. what, like the movie. It's kind of, it's, I, it's interesting when you can foreshadow without obviously foreshadowing. You know what I mean? It's hard to do. Because a lot of times it would be like, hey, don't push this green button. It will destroy the universe. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, but in this case, it's, a lot of it is done as these sort of snappy dialogue that actually has... It's well written. <laughs> yeah. And it maybe I think foreshadowing also was really good when it has multiple purposes. Because there's the part where she's yelling, you know, she basically is being mean to her daughter about skating. And that's sort of foreshadowing. But it also serves a purpose in that scene of sort of establishing her transition. Right. So by doing both, you kind of hide the foreshadowing. Right. When it serves two purposes like that, yeah. then it's it's easy to... Well, I, I wouldn't know. I haven't you, any screen you, test, <laughs> but I assume that makes it easier to... You don't know. It. What are you talking about? I will point out, I think they used an outline. <laughs> they probably take, did. take notes. They probably did. <laughs> Amateurs. But then they had dream sequences, so they're hacky. <laughs> I wish that this, if this Shane Blackson took some advice from me, he could be a successful writer. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we should write him a, a Twitter. Yes. And then, and then uh, they don't trust... <laughs> Brian Cox. Yeah. So they escape. Although they try what I like is that Sam Jackson tries to Mitch Mitch Hennessy tries to beat the guy up and the guy just immediately knocks him out. This old man. <laughs> it's just knocking him nuts. around. And I like that because it's sort of again, it's it's the, the he gets beat up a lot in this movie because he's he's yeah. way out of his league. It's it's cool, you know what I mean? He's not he's not a wimp, it's just this is not this is not where you belong. And uh so uh they whack him with the tire a couple of times to yeah. steal his car. <laughs> Um, and they go off to find uh, the other guy, Daedalus. Luke. The... Luke and or Daedalus. Daedalus. <laughs> Luke, Hack, I guess. <laughs> from the TV show Hack. I know that's not what his character was named. He was the cab, tra- cab driver who helped people. Okay. You, don't, you, don't, you haven't heard of Hack? <laughs> I have not heard of Hack. Hack. It was on for like two or three seasons. I never saw an episode, but I always just thought... Hacks. <laughs> Never saw Why it. Why are we talking about it? Because it's, I just love the idea. Hack. <laughs> this week on Hack, a gang leader needs help. Can Hack do it? I know that's not really what it is, but these are the illusions I created in my line of the TV show Hack. <laughs> Damn it, Hack, you can't get involved. <laughs> Your version is probably better than whatever. I don't else. know. Hey, I've never seen I like this actor. I liked him, so he was good. Yeah, he's a good actor. Um, but they show up at his ranch house. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they, uh, Sam Jackson's holding him at gunpoint. Yeah. And, uh, Charlie is remembering, oh, I, I know a lot about this guy, actually. <laughs> I know how he pees and. Right, because she gets what, close to the target. What his habits are. Right. Right. Which is interesting because it doesn't seem like it's necessary since she's usually good at just sniping people. <laughs> how close do yeah. you gotta get to snipe a guy? <laughs> But yeah, then, that was kind of odd, right? Well, because like living in a because the same way in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> Assassin Timmy, <laughs> Sam, uh, 
Chess and Timmy is was one of her targets too. That's why they had sex. Spoiler alert. And that's why her daughter, their their daughter. But again, it's like, whoa, what? Did you not know that? I'm just I was going to say, I don't want spoiler alert of the movie we just watched. The movie that we're currently spoiling. Uh, yes. And uh, he gets, uh, so I just like, well, you can just shoot people. I don't know why you need to get close other than make it look like an accident. But they don't mention that. Whatever. It's cool. I'm, I'm overlooking it. It's fine. Carbon fiber. That's the answer. Carbon fiber. <laughs> Yeah, Future Tech. That's right. Um, so they're, uh, she's kind of getting convinced that, oh, I used to know this guy. Mm-hmm. And we were engaged or something. And um, Waldman hey, shows back up. That's right. And Samuel <laughs> Jackson, once again, is at that moment where he's like, he's got his gun. <laughs> that's he's singing a great the, moment. That's right. He's singing this song. I got my gun. Da, na, 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 na. I got my rival. Da, na, na, na. Nobody better. And immediately he just gets outmaneuvered. He gets outmaneuvered. <laughs> <laughs> so Waldman has the gun to his head. Yeah, he holds up the note that he'd been writing. That That's right. How'd you find it? It's like it's not that hard. Oh yeah, there's that joke. Is like between this doodle of a strip, between this strip club address and this doodle of a man's penis. It's like that's a duck. It's <laughs> not a dick. That's a duck. <laughs> God, Sam Jackson just has so many good lines. This movie. You know, I've been part of the. I mean, the writing on this I think is pretty solid. Like especially with the, the, the dialogue, but I think the, it does help a lot that the actors are all really solid. Yeah, everybody's solid in this movie. I mean, uh, I what was that? Yeah. Except for the kid. But she didn't really have... Except for the worthless kid actor. Except she didn't have any clever dialogue, to be fair. <laughs> they didn't try to give her a clever dialogue. Oh, That's true. And it's, we, it's the writer's fault. Really. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rewind a little bit. There's a part where it's foreshadowing again, where she's like, she gives her daughter the uh, candle and the matches, which is, again, it's a great scene because it's about bonding, but it's also foreshadowing for the the scene later on that's gonna be important later yeah i think and i think that's where it gets because foreshadowing you know again not put on my writer hat here foreshadowing Whoa. is pretty weak i realize when it's kind of like somebody just does it you know it's like hey guys want to go get lunch by the way did i mention that i'm really good with the katana <laughs> what, is, what does that have to do with anything and then they go to the restaurant and there's a katana you're like oh <laughs> Watch as I parkour over this dumpster. <laughs> That's right. You know, one of my favorite, lo- one of my secret skills is the ability to hack any lock. <laughs> Not that that's important. I just thought I'd bring it up. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> so I think that's that's the part. And I think you know, I, I think we're giving that little girl a hard time. But I'm going to go on record yeah. is she's fine. It's just that this is a higher level of snappy patter than you get for a lot of these movies. And we had seen. David Mendenhall, who nailed it. Nailed it, that kid. She's just no David Mendenhall. She's no David Mendenhall. <laughs> and yeah, she's fine. I just had to pick something to not like about Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and it's fair. It's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so, then the bad guys show up. Because as soon as they figure out, like, oh, it's her, her target, the bad guys show up. Yeah. The helicopters uh, come over the horizon. Right. Uh, she gets knocked out by... They're, they dead to rights or something? Hack. She gets punched a lot. <laughs> She gets knocked out. Gina Davis gets punched a lot. Right, <laughs> right. Well, I mean, she is an action hero, so sure. she's getting punched a lot. No, it's fine. I just and, and <laughs> so then she wakes up and she's tied to the the uh, torture wheel. I guess it has a purpose in this house, but it seems well, like a... T- <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a water wheel. Right. Um, which, 
I presume, drive some kind of a windmill. <laughs> or drive some kind of a well, mill. Or maybe um, you crank it for some other purpose, like collect water or something. Because really he cranks it's just it. A, like a mill wheel. Well, then why would you crank it? We can crank it. Oh, okay. I don't know. Carbon fibers. <laughs> carbon fibers. <laughs> She's tied to the wheel by carbon fibers. Yes. Um, but they're going to do some Chinese water torture. Right, because they, they want to make sure she's forgotten. Well, yeah, Didless does. The other guy's like, just shoot her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which Assassin said Timmy, to one eject. That's right, Assassin Timmy. To be fair to Assassin Timmy, he's very practical for the most yeah. part until the end of this movie. And then, I get it, you get a little emotionally involved, you get a little angry. <laughs> you know, you want your payoff. Sometimes sure. you get too invested in something and you just, you know, it's your, it's your, it's your he's, he's been the guy that's gone, we'll just shoot her. Yeah, we'll just shoot her, yeah. And the guy doesn't shoot her. He's like, well, I told you. <laughs> right. He leaves. See what you get. He's like, fine, torture her. I don't care. <laughs> and uh, again, when she she goes under and uh, poor Brian Cox is dead, which, you know, and uh, she starts having flashbacks to when she went, when I jack and was almost killed. This will be a lesson to you, assassins. Just kill them. I don't care if they're hot. <laughs> Just kill them. Have some professionalism. He's yeah. even warned professional. Once again, Assassin Timmy is like, be professional. Just kill right. her. So Timmy's like, don't get fresh. That's right. Just offer. <laughs> Just offer. And, and what, is, what does Jack do? He's like, ooh, <laughs> boobs. <laughs> like, not cool, dude. First of all, not cool anyway. <laughs> yeah. But even from a professional level, I expect more from my assassins. <laughs> that was Timmy's fault, really. The, I guess, you know. Because um, that's when he she she picks out his eye, and then she gets shot in the head, she falls in the water, and that's when they assume she's dead, but she's not. Right. Spoiler alert. <laughs> sure. And then that's when she transitions. That's how she gets amnesia. And this is where she starts really transitioning, because at first it's kind of like she goes under the water once, and she's kind of confused. She comes out, she's a little bit clearer, like she's got a little bit more of that, like, right. I'm kind of pissed look on her face. And then the third, she's like... Do it again. Like, she's, like, daring him to do it again. <laughs> well, she's been getting her memory back in dribbles. Yes. Basically. And, and the shock of going into the water. Yeah. Brings it all back. That's how amnesia works. Sure, why not? <laughs> I mean, it's like Fred Flintstone rules. You get hit on the head. You think you're Frederico Flintstonini, the car race driver. Car, race car driver. But you get hit again, you become back to Fred Flintstone. That's just physics. It's just biology. You have such a deep <laughs> repertoire. Of obscure nonsense <laughs> references. This is just science. What can I tell you? It's impressive. It's impressive. <laughs> and uh, so she she digs the gun out of uh, Cox's crotch. Yeah. Well, she pulls her hand out of the yeah. rope. Um, which, okay, I guess. Right. right. I, I could buy it. I mean, sure. it's not like... I mean, because even then, it, like, why would they worry too much? It's like, oh, well, she's still in the water. So even right. if she got loose, what is she going to do? Is she going to jump not, out of the water like some kind of super She's killer? half dead. They don't think there's any right. gun under there. She's not going to do that Rambo thing where he, Rambo 2, where he jumps out of the water like some kind of <laughs> spring-loaded <laughs> peanut brittle snake. <laughs> it's like, I don't know how that happens. <laughs> so... So she shoots. I'm in the water. <laughs> Is that what it sounds like? Yeah. Sure, why not? The helicopter ain't gonna meet you halfway, Mike. <laughs> there you go. That's foreshadowing. Whoa! 
<laughs> and <laughs> so she she shoots the guy, the bad guy, hack, she shoots hack. <laughs> sure. Uh Daedalus. Daedalus. Uh and then she she's like, Well, where's Hennessy? Who's still alive? That's a pretty pathetic looking uh, Sam yeah. Jackson. Like he's in the dark, he's shaking, he's got beat the hell. This is a good scene. Like this is tough, and and he's, it's interesting. Naked and tied up and scared. <laughs> and you just and you see from his perspective, which I think is interesting because it's like you just hear like running and shooting. <laughs> what happened? Yeah. And then the door opens and she's there. And she she saves him. <laughs> I do like that scene. Yeah, that's a good. That really sets up the. The role reversal. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's 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 an interesting choice, and it works. And then, um, so then they cut. Don't they cut to the? Is right. It's just a, he wakes up in the ski yeah. hotel. Right. And he's just like, what the hell went on? I don't know what's going. On. Right. He's kind of patched up. <laughs> and she's doing all her thing, turning into her bad girl mode, <laughs> like cutting her hair, putting on makeup. This movie. I'm not sure I necessarily agree with that, ladies. You can wear makeup. I support your right to wear makeup. That's right. Apparently she needs to be blonde to be her, her true self. Well, her true self. <laughs> and uh and like the eyeshadow and the yeah. And also, I mean, she changes her, her body language a lot too. So she's she really is like a different person. Um Yeah, it's a good transition. Yeah, it's good. And uh then she she calls she has him She like smokes and drinks now. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, she smokes and drinks, that's right. And she's just like, I want my old life back. I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna go get debriefed. But she has. To, she's still not stupid enough to trust him necessarily. So she sets it up. Sets. Uh, she calls somebody to see what he says. Like I think the 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 head guy. Yeah, one right. of the Higher ups in the CIA or whatever agency they're supposed the to be. Un- the nondescript agency. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The. The generic CIA generic is just as good. Agency, the GGA. That's uh, right. It, it it costs half as much. <laughs> it's the Malto meal of spy agencies. The outsourced foreign American intelligence agency. That's right. That's why whenever I call police, I just call police, not the specific name brand. <laughs> she Carol's, calls up the CIA yeah. like some guy in India answers. Them. Yeah. <laughs> how could I? How would you? Re- is there the right that you record this call for your customer service? <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then she has Samuel Jackson call like he's nervous, like he's faking it, right? Because she's like basically, and she ba- I love that she basically tells him that. Well, you'll go here if they kill you or duck to kill you. I'll know not to trust them. <laughs> <laughs> he's not as enthusiastic about the plan. No, no, no. Uh, and then she tries to seduce him. Uh, to, yeah. to basically kind of bury her her old Sam life. Yeah. And he figures it out. Right. Which is another good scene. Yeah, because he's like trying to kill this school teacher. Right. Which is kind of a cool point, yeah. I ain't been blown since candy bars. That's... <laughs> oh, man. Even better now than it was in 96. That's right. It's even worse. Uh, so she runs out, uh, cause he's just annoyed. Right. And then, uh, she gets stopped by a headhunter who's like, I guess a freelance I guess. CIA he guy. He seems very incompetent. <laughs> to be fair, 
he seemed okay. But, you know, again, he's, it's, I, it's the Jackie Chan rule, I told you. The Jackie Chan rule is, you're tough until you meet Jackie Chan. <laughs> it doesn't matter what job he has. Hey, I'm a professional assassin. Well, he's a chef, so watch out. <laughs> See, most characters in, the, in fiction don't understand. They're not the protagonist. And so they're really in a bad spot. <laughs> it's like the guy who's like, I could take Batman. After Batman's killed, like, like literally beat the floor with 50 henchmen. <laughs> yeah. But 51 is like, nah, he leaves with his right. I got him. I got him. <laughs> <laughs> you got to wonder what that 51st henchman's thinking. <laughs> I mean... Sure, sure. If I'm committing crime in Gotham, I'll be like, okay, I'll take a swing just for the hell of it. But I'm not, I know I'm not winning. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to put on a show at least, you know. That way the Joker will hire me again next time. <laughs> if I just sit down and put my hands out, that ruins the whole... <laughs> I like to think the mob has somebody that's, like, giving pep talks. <laughs> Those other guys were clowns. <laughs> Those other guys were. Look, I need you to. When Batman shows up, hundred and ten percent, you can do it. I believe in you. Visualize. <laughs> like that's really what the key to Gotham's success is that they have a really good motivational speaker. <laughs> I'm like, you've got a gun. He's got a battery. Just focus. <laughs> Mob really understands synergy. <laughs> and that's why they're just like, you're right, I can do it. <laughs> it's just like that trust fall we did. <laughs> the trust fall. I believe in my gun. I believe in my get my guns of my henchmen. <laughs> oh, gosh. What the hell were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about um, uh, the headhunters. Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, Sam Jackson shows up. <laughs> right to rescue yes. her I'm gonna save you <laughs> and of course the situation turns around she kills all the head right <laughs> right immediately uh, because that's the thing it's like she doesn't really need it. well she set it up so yeah she's not really worried about this guy she's amateur hour but uh, and then and then they cut to her she's driving in the car and she's just like well I can't trust me trust, trust anybody so I need to get my safety deposit box which is the key she left with her daughter on a charm bracelet yeah. Uh, There's another really great scene here where uh, Sim Jackson says, "Well, what do you need me for?" <laughs> she looks at him for a second. That's right, and then just kicks him out of the that's car. That's right, and he just <laughs> lies there. <laughs> he just lies there and lights up a cigarette and keeps smoking because he's just like, "This is the day I'm having." Yeah. And I like to think that his character is thinking, <laughs> is thinking, "A, eh, maybe she'll come back," or "B." Maybe she won't. And he can't really lose either way. He's just done. He's done. I'm like, I'm not going to work that hard. <laughs> so he sits there for like 30 seconds. It's a pretty good shot. <laughs> Cars driving Cars by. Cars driving by. He's just smoking. And she pulls back up again. And she picks him up. Because she needs she needs his help. Right. She's decided she needs him for something. And this is... So she goes back home. Right? Yeah. Right? And then she... Uh, She's her plan is to go pick up the necklace, and he's just like standing as lookout. Yeah, sitting in the car. Right, and this is that the, the foreshadowing again because she she's running through with the snow with that the sniper rifle, and she finds that kid who she said <laughs> remember yeah. she was gonna kill, and she's like cigarettes really because he's smoking a cigarette. 
And she just like takes a cigarette from him and smokes it, and she's just like, "Was it something like if you're telling anybody you saw me, I'll blow your fucking head off or something?" Like that. <laughs> Gosh, that's another really good scene. And then he pisses himself. Right, and he throws, throws his away. Which here's the thing: I love the old joke where like a drunk. They don't do those anymore. But remember the old days, like a drunk would see something ridiculous, and then he'd throw away his alcohol. Like you know, like like. Three clowns would run by, chased by like this guy in a zebra costume, and a drunk would be just like, well, enough of that, and he'd just throw the bottle away. And I think it's because funny drunks are really hard to pull off anymore. <laughs> I think we've lost the, the Otis. We can't really have the Otis from Andy Griffith show anymore. I feel like uh, with this and maybe like Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the, the writers really appreciated some of those old jokes. Because <laughs> it really is like... I feel like there's some callbacks. Yeah. There. Like, I'm not going to smoke anymore. <laughs> And there's that earlier scene with the drunk guy where she's saying, well, oh, yeah. if you had a bubble come in here, and say, hick. say hick. That's right. <laughs> and then, uh, so she's, meanwhile, so she goes back in the house. And there's nobody there. Right. She gets the charm. But she's using the rifle to spy on the manger pageant and her daughter and her fiance slash husband slash guy. Generic husband guy. Right. And she's like, she's like, She's softening a little bit. She's softening. It's tough. <laughs> it's very it's touching. Tough. Was that? Was that? Uh, there's. I don't. I don't remember when exactly uh, he says it. Uh, but uh, he says like at one point, Sam Jackson says, "I think at one point you forgot to hate yourself because of the amnesia," which I thought was kind of a nice line. Kind of like that sort of. She's got that self-loathing problem, which well, kind of makes sense. There's a lot of people who have that problem. It's like, well, the world's scum because everyone's scum. I'm scum. You're scum. It's like, well, this is your chance to kind of experience it a little differently. Yeah, he's really got her figured out. Yeah. So, um, anyway, the uh, cue the bad guys. That's right. Drive up, and uh, Sam Jackson starts honking. <laughs> doing his job as lookout. Um, I'm not quite sure how this happens, but they start chasing Sam Jackson. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess he honked too early. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, and then uh, she she ice skates to the rescue. Which is kind of iffy because I'm like, how easy is the ice skate? Put on those ice skates. <laughs> but my answer is carbon fiber. <laughs> I think that's valid. That's valid. And, and she, she ice skates, which by the way, I really like because I would really love to see like a Steven Seagal movie where he ice skates to the rescue. <laughs> You think he ice skates better than he runs? I don't know. Bruce, Bruce Willis ice skating to the rescue. <laughs> Tom Cruise, I'll tell you right now, Tom Cruise, pull it off. 100%. It's the, the lace-up. The lace, he like, just do it. And he do that arm-pumping thing. And I totally buy it. That'll be your next movie. That's right there. I skate off a cliff I and sk- grab onto it. <laughs> so she ice skates and saves the day and shoots the bad guys in the car. Yeah, she shoots some guys. Like, perfectly. Because, you know, she's super assassin. And uh, uh, then, so they've succeeded pretty much in what they need to do. Right. And there's a little interlude here where uh, Timmy, Timmy oh, yeah. bad guy. Assassin <laughs> Timmy. Kidnaps um, the little girl. Mm-hmm. So. He, and there's like a, a woman is almost going to stop him and he's just like, yeah. I love it that he's like, I'm just going to kill your kids. I'm right. like, he is cold, man. He's not like. Well, he just kidnaps this girl in the middle of church. Right. Throws him all. Throws her over his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the one lady sees him and he just 
pulls out a knife, yeah. like right in front of her kids. He's like, oh. but and, and that's yeah, that's, that's it. This guy's evil. That's right. He's very evil. <laughs> and then, um, then he calls uh, uh, Charlie slash Sam, and uh, and this is where, again where he's evil because he's not like I'm just going to kill your kid. He's like. I'm going to blind her and I'm going to shoot her knees. It's just like, jeez. Not cool, man. What a dick. Right. It's like, it's like I can accept that you're going to kill the kid. I mean, you're an assassin. I get it. But, man, that's just... No, no. That's not what you're getting off on. It's cold. That's cold. And uh, and then she she's like, well, I'm going to have to go to rescue. And this is... I would say this is a little bit of a misstep for me. Um... Because I think she needs to have a stronger foreshadowing of her transition. There was a little bit of it here and there, but I'd like her to kind of be, mm. uh, maybe I shouldn't do this, you know, think about it a little bit. And 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 she doesn't. She kind of just goes like, okay, I'm going to go rescue the daughter. Well, she was kind of going to abandon the daughter. anyway. Now, again, she was going to abandon the daughter and not assuming she was okay with people that loved her versus, but I still think that could be a little stronger. Yeah, it's a small gap. It's a small gap. It's not huge. And it it is foreshadowed a little bit because when they do find, they go through some complicated steps to trace back the call to its source. Hold up a phone company. (laughs) (laughs) Which is good. I like that. And then they head back to the place where they find him. And she is like, well, there's just too many. There's no way I can get in there. And she does say that line about like, they're just going to blow my head off. You know, but she's like, so it is, it is sort of implied and you could sense it that she's like, well, I know what I'm doing is stupid. I shouldn't be doing this, but I have to go get my daughter. Right. They did kind of skip over that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not, I mean, you, it's, it's easy to infer from all the relationships we've seen, but I would like it. I, I think it could be a little stronger. I think the only bit of the movie that had that transition was the, she was watching the, um, the Christmas pageant. Right. Well, you know, if, I think if she had said something, I mean, I can't, maybe it's, maybe it's just, it's unfair to expect, you know, maybe it's subtext, but I think you really have her say, well, I was fine with leaving her behind with good people, but I'm not fine with leaving her behind with the psychopath. Because <laughs> there's a difference. I mean, there's a difference, you know, like if she has that sort of self-loathing and she doesn't think she's a good person, yeah, I'm going to leave this kid with people that are good. Right. But, you know, when it's like, well, shit, now I can't do that. <laughs> Because <laughs> this is not a good guy, he will make he will follow through. It's a good point. Um, I've, it's one of those gaps in movies where um, the setup's good enough. Where oh yeah, 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 yeah. I can fill in the, the details if right. I need to. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Well, and it's not that big a leap. It's not like it's uh, right. We knew where this was going. Anyway. Right, and there's <laughs> indications of it, so it's not like it's completely. It's just a little step that I think could be a little clearer. Expect a letter. Uh, <laughs> Dear Mr. Good night, movie people. <laughs> Dear Mr. Black. <laughs> could you pass this on to Mr. Harlan? <laughs> we at Save the Movies really enjoyed your film, except for this one blaring gaff. <laughs> when we're the most powerful podcast in Hollywood, Hollywood, we shall crush. One more time. <laughs> I can't say it anymore. Uh, it's only a matter of time it's only a matter of time look out Hollywood here we come (laughs) well speaking of that I feel like we've had a few sequel ideas (laughs) 
for what we the movies we watched so far. <laughs> I mean, over the top two, Return of the Smasher, Return of the Smasher. <laughs> That's gold. That's gold. You will see that next week. You will listen to that. You will understand. The John Grizzly Chronicles. It's like a prequel. It's like a prequel. He goes around solving problems by eating cigars. We're going to get rid of this motor oil. John Grizzly's here. John Grizzly's here. All right. <laughs> so, of course, they go, but she goes to rescue her. But of course, right. it, it, and again, this is the part where, like, Sam Jackson's ready. He's supposed to be, like, back up, but immediately he gets captured. Because <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's like, come on, you know, two guys are not going to infiltrate this camp. And uh, she gets captured. And uh, And again, a little bit of foreshadowing in a weird way is. The bad guy, the main bad guy for the generic in government agency, the GGA shows up. Director. The G- GGA has has a Perkins has, Thank you. has a doll that he gives the little girl, even though he's going to kill her. And he says this line like, "I'm not a complete monster," which I love because it's like the sort of soothing his own ego, his own conscience. But the other guy, Sasha Timmy, is just looking at him like he's nuts because Sasha Timmy is like, "We're bad people. Why are you pretending like we're not bad people?" Which right. I like. Sasha Timmy has no illusions about who he is. Yeah, it's another great scene. Right. He's like, you're the idiot. And in this case, he is an idiot because the doll is even vital for helping them escape later in the scene. Because they, they're they escaping. She she gets They go in a room full of kerosene or gasoline. And she loads the, the baby with gasoline. That is important later. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> right. Well, Perkins just looks over and goes, well, fuck you. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> just... just... Because Perkins is Just playing perfect. it right, because it's like it's like. Although in this case, it really is like, well, you're the idiot. I mean, Sasson Timmy's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like he's always right. He's always right. He's like, we know what we're doing. I know where my interests lie. I'm not worried about helping people or my conscience. I kill people. That's what I do. Yeah, you guys are the confused ones. Right, you're the guys who are like, we kill for justice. He's like, I just kill for whatever you need me to, man. Paycheck. Right. Keep lying to yourself. Yeah, that's right. Keep lying to yourself. You're the good guy. Um, so, uh, she gets captured and this is where they kind of explain the plot, which is the plan, which is basically, uh, and this is, this is, uh, I think this is a plot that's happened in other movies and stories. And I think when it happens, I think it's, it's interesting that, uh, how often this plot happens in, in, especially back in before, you know, pre nine eleven, pre nine eleven, which is basically someone faking a terrorist attack. Right. To get funding for their agency. Right. Which, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about 9-11. All of them are bullshit. But I can see why some dumb well, people... Not, not all of them. Well, the one, <laughs> the one conspiracy that some, like, 11 guys flew a plane to a building, yeah, that's not a conspiracy. That's not a bullshit one. But, like, uh, the idea that it's like, I'm going to call the one that says, like, that it was missiles with holograms, that's probably bullshit. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. <laughs> the, the, I don't know if that one's still around, but basically the idea was that, like, you could tell it was an explosion so that they were actually missiles were launched at the building with holograms of airplanes around them. A hologram of an airplane. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how well that one Secret took off. Government hologram technology. Right. Well, I mean it's the same way that people will believe like nobody like none, none of the people died or existed. 
It's yeah. weird. It's weird when you get to that level of conspiracy theory where you're basically saying nothing happened. <laughs> I like that somebody doubled down on that conspiracy theory. <laughs> they were like holograms. Like just the explosive being planted wasn't crazy enough. I know. <laughs> right? It's like it's like the explosive thing isn't crazy enough. It's the hologram laser robot, the technology. It's like well, why don't they just use teleporters? I don't understand it. We're going to have technology we don't have. If you're going crazy, you might as well go batshit right? crazy. The, the, the reptiloids who secretly run the world <laughs> use telekinesis to destroy. I mean, it's it's crazy. Well, that one. <laughs> that one. Might you be know, <laughs> if you slow down this footage of Britney Spears, you can see her eyes become reptiloid. <laughs> They're all around us, man. <laughs> and um, so it's interesting because, and, and that's what we were we were pondering. With the uh, the silent third member of the podcast too, he <laughs> was was if maybe one of the reasons this movie kind of fell out of favor was because when it would have been rotating in in like TBS and TNT and HBO and all that stuff was probably around that time, yeah, and uh, around and and that would have been unpalatable. Right. It reminded me of Swordfish a little bit. Yeah, which came out much closer to to nine eleven. And that also seemed like it kind of disappeared mm-hmm. uh, at the end of its cycle. That's true. That's true. Um, which had a much more explicit kind of... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the ending was um, more ambiguous after 9-11 than it probably was before. Yes. Because <laughs> they were trying to get money to fight. They were trying to... They were robbing the, the government or a bank right. or something of a lot of money. Right. To go fight terrorists. Right. To go... Just to go, like, they have a shadow war with terrorists. <laughs> Oh, that's, but they were that's, technically that's a good idea. antagonists in that movie. Sort of, but I mean, he gets away with it, so it's it's hard to say that. But so maybe that's probably the reason this movie kind of disappeared. It could be. Because otherwise, be, otherwise, I mean, it's it's easy to see this one floating around on TBS, TNT in the middle of the night. You know, there's, there's movies, that was a standard thing. It'd be like, oh, well, Longest Good Night is on, must be this month, you know what I mean? Yeah, you'd probably be sick of it by now. Right. <laughs> Um, so I think that might have something to do with it. So basically, yeah, it's like fake, fake a terrorist attack so the generic so GTA can get funding. Yeah. Don't <laughs> let the man tell you what to do. Go find this movie. Yes. Uh, and so she's, she's like, they're going to lock her in a freezer with her daughter. And there's that line, again, you talk about like a line where Samuel Jackson's like, uh, I'll be waiting for you to come rescue me, Charlie. <laughs> and she's like, it'll just be a minute. You know I, mean? I like that Yep. And she tells Timmy that he's gonna die screaming. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's yeah, gonna yeah. watch. Oh, that's right, that's right. <laughs> Which in front of her is daughter, probably the most on the nose, right? Uh, foreshadowing, right? Well, and, and the the daughter, like she tries to because it's assassin Timmy. Cathead is assassin Timmy's daughter, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, he again he he knows where he he's not like her in the sense that. She didn't really. She was actually probably like him to begin with too. She probably she had to spend eight years bonding with her daughter. He's just like, well, whatever, man. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> a, he doesn't care about. She convinces him that the kid's is his which, daughter. She, yeah. And he he's just like kind of shrugs it off. Yeah. It's like, well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? And uh, and they're gonna freeze to death in the in the freezer. Which again, this was this was the opportunity for Timmy to shoot her in the head. <laughs> the the difference is is again, this is still Timmy being practical because at this stage he's like, well, fine, we'll just we'll just freeze you to death and then put you in the car in the frozen snow and it looked like you know mom went crazy and and took her daughter and then they both just like froze to death. I guess so. It's, it's good enough. It's good enough yeah. excuse for me. I mean, 
Uh, well, because otherwise, if he shoots her at the end, that's kind of the end of the movie. That'd be really depressing. Right. I, <laughs> I get why that didn't happen in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is his opportunity. Yes, it is. And he blew it. He blew it. <laughs> um, but to be fair, it's because he's... I will say this about Assassin Timmy. Professional all the way. He doesn't really care about killing her. It's when does he screw up? It's when he decides she has to die. And he won't yeah. walk away. <laughs> this is the moral of this story. Jackie Chan theory. Don't be an ass as an assassin. <laughs> Don't be an ass assassin. Don't, Don't put the ass in the assassin. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Walk away. Because what happens to one eye Jack? One eye Jack, he escaped from prison or he got loose or he got out, whatever. He's free to go where he wants. <laughs> he had a whole world ahead of him. What did he do? He went to the one person he shouldn't do it to. And there's a point where, where Assassin Timmy is going to get free and clear. Just walk away, man. Just walk away. And he can't do it. This podcast is really about nonviolence. Goodwill towards men. It's really about do your, do your job. Do your job. <laughs> I can respect you as a cold-blooded killer. But when you get sloppy, I'm out. <laughs> Amateur hour. So you just want your assassins to be professional. I just want them to you know, do your job. It's cool, man. It's cool. I can respect you. But the second you come back for revenge, well, now you're just an idiot. Now you're not an assassin. Now you're just a jerk. <laughs> well, he's got to screw up somehow. <laughs> well, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying you should have learned from One-Eyed Jack. Go watch The Machinist. You can have a <laughs> protagonist assassin. <laughs> So they dig out a little, um, Charlie digs out a little trench yes. under the freezer, and the baby doll that um, Perkins gave the kid yeah. is full of gasoline now. <laughs> so she squirts the gasoline out through the door, and they have a little trail of gas coming back that they can light, um, and she's trying to light it with the hook. With she's the really hard thing, yeah, it's really hard to do. She's trying to make a spark, and there's no real material around to do it. Um, and she's kind of, she's getting defeated, right? right? She's starting to give up. And the kid goes, what's the matter, Mommy? <laughs> you want these? Pulls out a, a book matches from her cast, cast, which is actually kind of good. I mean, because, again, the cast is, is perfect because it's like they're not really looking for the cast. Right. They're not going to search the cast for matches. They're not going to be like, hey, do you have a complete a MacGuffin in your, in your, <laughs> up your sleeve? <laughs> yeah, they're probably not uh, searching the kid. They're not that... Yeah, it's not like the, I, it, and especially because she probably wasn't acting that suspicious. She didn't really think that much about the matches. It would be different if she was like, shifty. <laughs> but, so yeah, then they like to match. And there's that line where she's like, uh, she's like, mommy, are we going to die? She's like, no, we're not going to die, honey. They are. <laughs> and I was like, should we get a dog? <laughs> and she. It's a cute moment. It's a cute moment. It's actually nice. It's that moment where it's like, it's that, it's that merging of, of, Charlie the Assassin and Sam the school teacher. <laughs> so Hennessy's upstairs. He's about to get shot, mm-hmm. uh, basically. But the, the basement explodes. That's right. And he's thrown through the window. Well, like a barrel through, shoots up, separates him. He's thrown through a window. Then he uses a knife to kill an assassin. <laughs> He finally gets to shine a little bit here. Yes, yes. Where he's, Although he's he is, a couple of guys. He's beat to hell at this stage. He's in yeah, bad shape. This is the beginning of him just yeah. getting messed up. 
And uh, uh, so then they, um, she gets out. There's like a little bit of violence. She tells her daughter to escape, to hide. Right. And her daughter, Cathead, picks the worst place because <laughs> she can't help it. She picks the uh, the bomb truck. That's, that, that'll always be her name. Cathead. Maybe now. I don't know if we mentioned this. Uh, Hennessy calls her Cathead. I did. I think we, I mentioned it, I thought, that he calls her Cathead. If not, well, there you go. We're not just being complete no, no. insults. But... Well, is Cathead an insult? I don't know. I don't know. It's like, it's I mean, it could be. It'd be a weird world to live in. Hey, Cathead. Hey, take that back. <laughs> is that like the equivalent of dog face? I don't know. <laughs> This alternate cowboy dimension? I sure, guess. why not? Yes. Uh, so Cat goes <laughs> and hides in the truck. That's right. Bob. <laughs> um, and Hennessy sees her do this. So um, they manage to kind of meet back up or, or get on the walkie. Uh, right. The uh, communication. Yeah. Local communication. <laughs> uh, and Hennessy decides, oh, I'm going to go get her. <laughs> <laughs> right, even though it's ridiculous and, and it's a stupid There's thing guys to do. Everywhere, <laughs> and, like, but he's Stop. like, "This is stupid. You're this stupid. Is, this is the right thing. This is the one right thing he's going to do in his life." Yep. <laughs> so she's assassin. She's shooting people with sniper rifle. Right. He's running through, but he still gets his ass hit. He gets like shot in the foot, which is like, "Geez, that sucks." <laughs> shot in the foot and the sternum. <laughs> yeah, and just he's down. He's down. He's out of it. <laughs> and then. But he still manages to... So the truck takes off. She chases after it. Uh, it's a parade. Yeah. Which is the whole thing. They're going to set up the bomb during the parade. Right. To kill a bunch of people. I'm trying to remember how she gets on the truck. I think she, she just, she just kills the guy. She just... Yeah. But she pulls up... This is, the weird, this is the weird part where she pulls up with the car on the parade. And then there's this scene of all these people crowding around the car. <laughs> and I was like, what are they doing? It's like, they don't do anything. That was a little odd. Yeah, because the way it's shot, especially, it seems like, like are they going to attack her? Like, hey, lady, stop attacking the parade. Or, yeah, I kind of expected somebody to say, move your damn car. Or like they were zombies. I don't know. What sure, they were zombies. <laughs> it's, it's cross genre. <laughs> but no. If you want to believe they were zombies, you go for it. <laughs> they, what they were is uh, car zombies. They crowd towards cars. They don't bother people. That's why when she gets out, none of them harass her. Oh, oh. <laughs> Diesel. That's the ambitious. Diesel is the ambitious zombies. Car zombies. It's like, I can take it. The, the car zombies don't last very long in the. The car zombies don't last very long in the apocalypse. It's very easy to stop those. Oh, man. Stupid car zombies. They're just confused. They're just confused. Uh, <laughs> what the hell were we talking about? The, uh, the, well, the, she gets out of the car after the car scrapes right. attack the car. She's driving the truck now. And she gets in the truck and she shoots. And this is why I like this because I like the idea that like she's an action hero, but she's like occasionally she she she's also sort of the she has no problem like expressing her anger because <laughs> she's just like like the brakes and she's like no fair like she's upset the trucks <laughs> the brakes are like she's like that's no fair and then like when the truck's about to uh, like no brakes she even says like suck my dick to nobody <laughs> just to the universe 
She's just like, I just want to save this kid and get on with my life. She's so close. She's so close. So she breaks through a wall into Canada. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Apparently. Well, because it was near. They did mention it's near Niagara. So, uh, And the that's truck true. like falls over and skids and hits hits Timothy Assassin's car. Yeah. Um, that was unfortunate timing for him. <laughs> well, luckily, he's not. The driver's killed, but he's not. Right. And then they have a fight. Yeah. Uh, um, which is pretty good. I think it's pretty solid. Yeah. It's a good fight. Um, uh, Timmy falls into a super pipe. Open yeah, super he pipe. falls. And this is his chance. He falls out. <laughs> this is his moment where he could be like Darth Vader. The Death Star's blown up. Darth Vader's spinning out. Darth Vader doesn't turn around. And I'm going to show that Luke Skywalker a thing or two. He just goes home. He's like, I'm calling it. This is Assassin Timmy's moment. <laughs> To call it. <laughs> and this is his fatal moment. This is when he goes from professional to jerk. <laughs> <laughs> right? She's Well, sure. She's still basically by herself. <laughs> How many people? Oh my god. You would be a great Batman thug. To... <laughs> Scott would be perfect. You got him. You think you got him this time? Get the get the one two. <laughs> the old rope dope. <laughs> now he's tired from beating up fifty three people. <laughs> the eternal optimism. Scott's eternal optimism would be you're, you're done doing. <laughs> so anyway, Timmy snaps. Yes. He's ready to shoot somebody. <laughs> Gets an helicopter that's flying around conveniently. Yeah, I think there's a moment here where um, Charlie goes, gets her kid. Right. And tells her to run away from the truck. Don't look back. Oh, that's right. That's right. And, and kind of falls over because she's, just, she's, she's been out beat of the hell. Yeah. She's got nothing left there. And that's when the, she, the daughter comes back. And Cathead's like, you know, stop being a wimp. <laughs> life is Do pain. It. Life is pain. <laughs> Do it. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of cute. That's kind of a subversion of what I expected, you know? It's kind of like yeah. that scene works because it's like, and then she, she, so uh, Charlie slash Sam gets up and immediately gets shot at. She's just having a <laughs> hell of a day. It's like, man, I just, I, I think I've triumphed over my wounds. Can't I just call it? Yeah. Well, this is, so Over the Top had this moment, too, where the, the kid yeah. talked to the adult. Ooh, foreshadowing. <laughs> we foreshadowed Over the Top. <laughs> Well, but I know because it's in the future. <laughs> um, but the kid talks the adult into. You yeah, know, I didn't notice that. I'm, I, back up I, I can't believe I didn't. Re- I, didn't <laughs> I can't believe that didn't appeal to me. I didn't. I didn't even realize that. And in both cases, it works pretty well. I think. Yeah, yeah, because it's kind of like the the life lessons. It's like, are you teaching them, or are they teaching you? <laughs> A lesson I learned from the Cuba Gooding Junior Classic Radio. <laughs> the answer is we're teaching each other. Oh, that's I'm sure. That's good. I like that. <laughs> so um, <laughs> anyway, so Timmy pops up. He's taking pot shots. Yes, him, yes. And uh, the GGA is lined up. That's like at right. The end of the bridge, so there's and, no help over there. Right, and then, but then, and then there's that she calls for help. She's just like, "Hey, just I don't care. Just come and rescue my daughter. I don't care." You know, 
And I'm like, even and even then they're still like GGA is like, no. <laughs> you know, and even I love this guy, this guy. I don't even know this character's name. He doesn't have a name, but he's just like, I understand your position, but we can't help you. <laughs> and I'm just like, what a douchebag. <laughs> don't trust the government. And then we see the car that Oh, this is the best Sam Jackson line. Yeah, he stands up and he's like, What, you can't kill me, something like that? You can't kill me, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. And he comes crashing out. Even though, man, he is bleeding like like <laughs> like a stuck pig. Like he looks bad. Blood. Like both him and uh, uh, Gina Davis just look like they are just like on their last legs. So he comes over. Good makeup, Jeff. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, and they're uh, yeah, and they're just like, "What's my motivation? You're exhausted." And <laughs> so they pull up, and they're still getting shot at by assassin Timmy, and so. What she she loads Cathead in the car, <laughs> and then she does this cool thing, which is totally I'm sure something they train in assassin school, probably, <laughs> or pirate school, pirate school, whichever. Uh, uh, where she cuts a line. There's a dead guy who she killed earlier hanging from a rope. <laughs> He's got a gun lesson. hanging. Yeah, and she uses him as a counterweight. Rises up. Gets his gun and totally takes out the takes out uh, uh, assassin Timmy. Yep, <laughs> and he falls onto the explosive thing. He screams on the way down, but he's still not dead. <laughs> no, because he like at one point he 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 literally when it's about to explode is when he screams like no. <laughs> Too late, Timmy. I hope that I like that. I I want. I hope that that last minute is his regret is why did I make it personal. <laughs> It probably was. So they get in that car and haul ass, outrun another huge explosion. <laughs> huge. <laughs> that was a hell of an explosion. Yeah. Drove away as fast as they could from that big green screen. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like Death Star level, like, you know, like in uh, Return of the Jedi where they're flying out. With the Millennium Falcons, like, outracing the flames. That's what this is. And, like, cars are being, like, thrown over them. Luckily, they're full of bad guys, so don't feel bad. It's the GGA cars who are chasing yeah. them. And I like that the girl has that line. Cathead has that line, Just don't fine. hit the cars. Yeah. Which is, like, good advice. <laughs> Thanks, Cathead. Uh, yep, so they get away. It's a happy ending. Uh, they go to... Um... Back to Wisconsin or wherever they were living initially. I thought they were living in New Jersey. Sure. Right. Because it. it was Scranton, I think, that they were like near. I have no idea. Or is it maybe Pennsylvania? Scranton's Pennsylvania. I don't know. I, th- I think Scranton's Pennsylvania. I Pennsylvania comes from the ghost. I think it matters. Of, of the ghostly third podcaster. For some reason, I think it's Pennsylvania. <laughs> she, um, she dwells in our hearts watching us. Judging us. <laughs> Checking our grammar. Checking our grammar. There's a lot of tisk tisking in the background that you probably can't hear. <laughs> there it goes. There was up there. Oh my god. Um so they wrap everything up. It's pretty it's pretty cool. <coughs> Excuse me. The best part about the ending there um, is the she makes a call. The the president calls her. Yeah, she asks for a favor. <laughs> Sorry. And they cut to uh, Sam Jackson on Larry King. Larry King. 
<laughs> and because it was family, it was a strange family. I guess to looking at yeah, because it's like Being this is his moment. He did something great, yep. and I love that he did the bad like a dumb joke because it's such a character moment. <laughs> yeah. It's like again, I love that the characters can be witty when they're talking to each other, but when they're trying to be funny, they're not. <laughs> Which is weird because it's like it's like didn't you're pretty clever most of the time, but instead it's just distilled. <laughs> And it's just that, and I love like Larry King's kind of got that. Like Larry King is like, mm, okay, that's cute. <laughs> and they cut to wherever they are, which is out of the cold, which is nice. Because frankly, I don't like the cold. So anytime snows are gone, I'm happy. You're personally offended by. This. I am personally offended by the cold. That was my hardest part of this movie was believing people would live where there's the cold. Part of the movie. That was that was the part that I found hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, they're living in that nice, open wilderness. It yeah, nice. just outside. Yeah, having fun. yeah. It looks nice. Because they're rich, because she's got that secret money. Right. <laughs> Which is cool. Right. And they're all happy family again. And then she uh, kills a cricket with a knife. So you know she's still a badass. She's still a badass. <laughs> uh, and then it just cuts to them. And they have a dog. <laughs> Final foreshadowing. <laughs> um, and that's the movie. Which is good. I, I, I still don't know why. I mean, you know, I don't know if it's an all-time great, but it's a pretty solid movie. I don't know why, other than that, that terrorist thing, I think. Yeah, I really like this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Jackson has... Uh, I like every scene he's on, pretty much. Yeah, he, he's solid. I mean, everybody except for, except for Cathead. <laughs> <laughs> Cathead was fine. She's fine. I hope if she's listening to this, I think you've grown tremendously as actors. I'm sure you have. Cathead, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. That's that's like a song by the Beatles to me. <laughs> Don't feel bad. <laughs> it's one of their lesser hits. I think Ringo wrote it. Did Ringo write stuff? I didn't he write Octopus's Garden? I have no idea. I mean, I don't think Lennon wrote it. That'd be weird. Imagine all the in an octopus. <laughs> Maybe Yoko wrote. But uh Yoko. But uh, but yeah, so uh, so it's good. It's good. It's a fun movie. Yeah. It's a solid movie. It was shorter than this podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, that's because we got diverted by uh, talk about good assassin credos and stuff. <laughs> and of course, over the top. <laughs> over the top, which you will be excited to hear about. Speaking of, uh, coming up next podcast. Yes. Over the top. Over the top. Featuring which... the Smasher. <laughs> Featuring the Smasher, which I really liked. I think I liked it better than this movie. And I like action movies, and I don't generally like like family movies, which is over the top kind of a family movie. Yeah. Uh, um, feelings, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> if you're expecting uh, a Sylvester Stallone action movie. Yeah, yeah. Over the top's not exactly. No, that. it's not exactly that. It's got some moments, um, but uh, but overall, it's it's really it's a family movie about a guy connecting with his son. So, um, so I guess that's it. Um, uh, we do have any other final thoughts on it? The movie? Um, no. All right. Well, then, then I guess we'll call it. So until then, he's Scott. He's Lee, and we just saved the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, he's Scott. We're gonna get this right one of these times. We're gonna get this right one of these times. He's Scott. He's Lee. And we're here to save the movies. Episode number four.
The long kiss good night. And then we say that. We say the long kiss good night together. The long kiss good night. There you go. All right. <laughs>